This is PhotoBizX episode number 542 and today we are talking with a voice expert who's going to show us and teach us how to actually control the conversation we're having with our prospective and our existing clients so that we can lead the conversation to the sale or the conversion that we're looking to achieve and we can do it naturally without making so many of the mistakes that I learned I've been making, and I'm guessing that you have too. Our special guest is Tracy Goodwin, and that interview is coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast-track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here, host of the Photo Biz X podcast, where I interview guests from around the world to help you build a better photography business, even faster than going it alone. I know you're going to love today's episode with Tracy. It's a little bit different to the usual, which I think is nice. It's refreshing. And I'm pretty sure if you're anything like me, you're going to learn a ton from what she has to share about utilizing your voice. And this is whether or not you talk to your clients in person, which I'm guessing we all do at some point, or whether you prefer to use the phone. And there's even some focus on the photographer who prefers to use text messages or email instead of picking up the phone. So there's definitely something in here for you no matter your approach. Before we do jump into that interview, if you didn't catch last week's episode with Louise Sedman, she is an equine or horse photographer based in Australia. She shared so much about how she generates so many bookings via going to expos. And the feedback following what she shared was so, so good. So if you haven't attended an expo to get in front of your target client, your ideal client, make sure you get back and have a listen to the interview with Louise. Go and book an expo. Make sure you also go back to the interview with Marie Wolfram because she also shared her approach to utilizing expos, smaller expos, if that's your preference. And don't forget about the incredible course that was put together by Kim Marie, who built a hugely successful photography business in New Zealand based primarily around making bookings through the expos that she attended. I'm pretty sure from memory it was over 90% of the bookings that came through that studio were generated through expos. And she went on to sell that business to the new owners who are still following the same processes that Marie set up before she sold that business. So I guess what I'm saying is, Make sure you get back and have a listen to the past interviews. And if you're not utilizing Expos to get in front of, meet and book your ideal clients, then you are 100% missing out. And as a bonus, you'll be able to implement what you learned today from Tracy when you do go to those Expos and actually get in front and have a chat to talk to your prospective clients. Wow, that was a long way of saying, make sure you don't forget to go back and listen to Louise Sedgman's interview from last week, if you haven't already. You're listening to the number one photography business podcast with Andrew Helmich, photobizx.com. Just one quick announcement before we do jump into this interview with Tracy Goodwin. The Black Friday sales have come and gone. Today is Cyber Monday. I think everything's all been rolled into one these days anyway. Look, I just wanted to remind you that all the Photo Biz X courses are on sale for one more day till Tuesday, the 28th of November. 
If you go to photobizx.com forward slash Black Friday, all the details are there. Every single course is up to, I was going to say 40%. I think some might be 50%. Anyways, there, there's a ton off these courses. So whether or not you're looking to up your game with Facebook ads, if you want to create a brand new price list, if you want to sell digital files online, if you want to start utilizing LinkedIn, make bookings at expos like I mentioned earlier, there are courses on every one of these things and they are an absolute bargain. The beauty is you can pick and choose what you want. You don't pay for everything with your PhotoBizX membership. You pick and choose what you need that suits you right now. There's also an incredible course on utilizing book projects to book your ideal clients, how to use Facebook competitions, and most recently, how to qualify your leads like an absolute pro. To me, that was the missing link out of all the courses that we've had on PhotoBizX so far. There's also a course on how to make bigger and better sales and also how to build a high-converting and beautiful website fast. So yeah, so many to choose from. All the details are at photobizx.com forward slash Black Friday. And I'll quickly add, if you are on the $20 per month premium membership for PhotobizX, make sure you do go and check out the 12-month membership option. It's $120, so that's half what you're paying right now. And if you've made a payment this month, I will refund that $20 payment. So you're getting the first 12 months for $100, which is an absolute bargain. So again, more details or all the details at photobizx.com forward slash Black Friday, but you have to be quick because it finishes tomorrow evening, midnight on Tuesday the 28th of November 2023. If you are hearing this announcement, it does mean you are listening to the free version of the podcast. Now, what that means is you will not hear the full interview today with Tracy. I am saving a large portion of the second half for premium members only. The good news, you can access whole interview for as little as $1 with a 30-day trial membership. So if you want to tune in, grab the rest of what Tracy shares, which I will say is the best part of the interview. It's usually the best part of every interview. That's why I do save it for the premium members. You can hear that full interview, like I said, for $1. All the details are at photobizx.com forward slash try. Welcome to another great eye for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. Today's guest is a podcaster, author, coach, and expert on the topic of using your voice, which she says is the most powerful and underutilized asset you have. And that the most important thing isn't what you say, it's how you say it. For almost 30 years, voice has been her life. Through her voice coaching, her clients have learned how to harness the power of their voices simply by shifting sounds that were sending the wrong message. And she says people are seeking connection on a level we've never seen before, and authenticity as well. Both happen in your voice or not. And she says within seconds, anyone you're interacting with determines your level of confidence. If you are an expert, if you're hoping that they like you, or you simply don't care. I'm talking about Tracy Goodwin of Captivate the Room, and I am wrapped to have her with us now. Tracy, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Gosh, what a great introduction. I loved it. I'm so thrilled to be here. Well, I was working hard on using my voice effectively. (laughs) (laughs) Do you find when you present now, like, are you going to work? Do you have to think about how you're going to speak or does it come naturally? For me, it's automatic. For me, it's automatic. I've done this work for so long now and it's really been an evolution. The whole psychology of the voice concept probably came about 20 years ago, 
but I am obsessed with voice and researching voice. So daily, I am uncovering new things. For me, so much of it is walking the talk of what I'm creating. And because I do it all day long, it's automatic. And it really can become automatic for everybody else because in many, many ways, we're actually just talking about habit. Sure, sure. So for me, and I know for the listener, especially those, I guess, introverted types, you know, when I would turn up to a wedding, I wouldn't feel as hyped up and ready to go. Like, and I had to be, when I got out of the car, I had to be this upbeat Andrew, even if I didn't feel like it. So that didn't feel natural, but I had to get into that persona. Is that what you mean by that now just comes naturally for you? Well, I want to dismantle that just a little bit because I think that, and it's specifically around introverts. I think introverts get a bad rap because I think the world says to introverts and really to a lot of people, this is what you have to be. You've got to be this. And so we live in this world where we've spent our entire existence becoming what we think the world wants us to be. And this is why we struggle so much with authenticity and delivering authentically. So I would say to someone, let's say, so you've spent a couple of minutes with me. I've got high vocal energy. I'm really overdramatic. If you come to my house for dinner, this is exactly who I am. I want to find the best version of who you are, not a copy of me. And so we could go back to your example and we could say, do you have to come out of the car all ramped up and, and thrilled? Not if it's not you. However, I want everybody to think about what is the best experience of you that you can give these people, because that's what's going to help grow your business. If I'm tired right now, I can be tired. That's authentic. But is that the best version of me? Is that the experience I want your listeners to have? No, I want your listeners to have the best version of me. So I can put that on like a jacket. So we can go back to the car example and we can say, okay, I'm feeling tired, but what can I tap into to tap into that best Andrew vocal energy or that best Tracy vocal energy? Always driving from what is the experience I want my listener to have? That makes sense. So then do you have to match your energy or change your energy depending on the audience? Because I imagine you would present to a live room of, you know, an audience or photographers. Say there's 100 photographers in front of you and you're on Adelectin. It's going to be different to talking on a podcast. Well, so I'm going to, I'll answer that. And then I may not be answering it exactly what you're asking. What I want to do is create consistency across the board, but I might turn the dial up and down a little bit on it. So it's always going to authentically be me, but it may be different a little bit to a room of a hundred. But in my mind's eye, I am always talking to somebody I know, like, and trust because that's going to help create that best version of me, which is conversational. So a lot of times we'll get in a room of a hundred and we're thinking about, oh my goodness, there's a hundred eyes, there are 200 eyes staring at me. And then it freaks us out. Or for some people, even being on a podcast, it might freak them out because they're thinking, oh my, oh my goodness, what's he going to ask me next? And how am I doing? And, and am I doing, am I answering this? Okay. And how do I sound? And I want to throw all that out. And I always want to be talking 
to somebody I know, like, and trust in my mind's eye. Got it, got it. Okay. Let me bring it back to the photographer, the listener, us talking to a, let's say a potential client. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we've run an ad, for example, and someone has responded to that ad. Now, what I'm hearing, and you may be too, certainly from photographers, is that they don't want to get on the phone. They feel uncomfortable on the phone. They'd rather send a text message, even uh, more so than an email these days, and then communicate that way. And generally, what I'm hearing is, That's because the client wants to do that. And plus the photographer is more comfortable doing that. Are they missing out? They are missing out in ways I, I cannot, you hear my whole tone changed. I'm a researcher and everything I talk about, either I researched or I studied the research, the research on text messaging and communication going awry is stunning. But even more than that, our voice reveals our identity. So I'm determining everything about you by the sounds I hear in your voice. If I get a text message, I have no clue who you are. And and that leaves me a lot of room to go, you know what? I don't think he wants to work with me. I mean, look at the writing. Look, at I don't even know that. I don't even think he wants my bit. You know what? I'm going to call some, I'm going to message somebody else. And then the whole deal's off and you are actually really my person. But I didn't get to hear your voice to hear my story and the sounds I'm seeking. All I got was a text message. So I think it is, if there's one thing that I can encourage everybody on this call, listening to this podcast, get on a call. Let's find the techniques right now, Andrew, to help get them on the call because they're missing. I mean, once the relationship is established and you need to let me know we're going to actually meet here versus there, text is great. But people are seeking sounds to know that I need to know you're my person. And I can dive into that if you want. It's really powerful research, but I am seeking a certain kind of person to be my photographer. I'm seeking certain character traits, certain ways of being that I can only determine in your voice. And if I don't hear your voice, I don't know if you're my person. I agree with what you're saying because I'm happy to get on the phone. I'm happy to talk to clients. I want to talk to prospective clients and get across my personality, give them a sense of who I am, all those things that you said. But I am sure there is the listener who is, you know, screaming at their their mic right now or into their headphones say, hey, Andrew, my clients, they don't want to talk. They want to communicate by text. That's that generation. They want to be doing that. Even from the start, even from the start, they want to do that, I think is is really probably what you're saying. Is it from word one? That's okay. Pick up the phone one time anyway. It may be what they want, but even if you leave a voice message, now they've heard your voice. And I'm literally talking from the subconscious. All of my work is about what's going on subconsciously in the way you use your voice and what's subconsciously going on in them when they hear your voice. So I'm not saying don't text, but I'm saying we really need a front end touch point of some sort so that I can establish, oh yeah, I like them. And it's not even about like, it's about the extra boost to ensure you get the sale. Right, 
Right, I want to dive into that in a second, but let's say sure. the photographer is that introverted type of person and they feel more comfortable you know, texting as well with a prospective client. Are you suggesting that they could leave a message on the voicemail because it's likely that the prospective client isn't going to pick up the phone or answer because they want to text? So call, leave a voicemail message, and then in that instance, should they say, I really don't like talking on the phone probably as much as you, but I wanted you to hear my voice and know that I'm you know, going to be there for you in this family session. Like, is that the right example? I think it's a good example. I call that, tell them what you're thinking. And I give that advice really carefully because to some people I might not want, I might, you know, don't tell them what you're thinking, but people love that. People want to know where they stand. People want to feel safe. People want to belong. People want all of these. They want all of that connection. That's connection. If I hear your voice, now I can be connected with you. So I may be able to say, I may sit here and say, yeah, I don't like to talk to people. I'm not going to answer the phone. But deep down, I want a connection. And the layman is not realizing, oh, I'm actually, well, some of them will, but it's not the first thing we think about in order to connect with this person, I'm going to have to hear their voice. We're not thinking that way. I want to give you a side example on this. And then I'm going to come back to that. I was working with a group the other day and they got into the conversation about should we make, it was a company, should we have touch points throughout the year with our clients? And I said, one of my favorite things on earth is when I get a voicemail from my insurance guy, just checking in, just want to see how everything's going. If you need anything, I didn't expect that call. But it immediately raised at the bar on high touch because I want to matter. I want to matter as a client. He's got 5,000 clients. I'm giving him car insurance money. It's not a big deal. But when he takes that moment to go, just want to check in and see how everything's going. I hang up that phone and his whole service, I am not leaving him ever because he just turned that into a high touch moment. And it's kind of the same thing. I wanted to just reach out, Judy, and and I know we're going to text. I love text too. It's so much faster, but I just wanted you to hear my voice and let you know I'm super excited about photographing you and your family. That's so good. I love that. So with your example with the insurance guy, was that a voicemail message or did he actually, did he ring you and you just decided not to answer? I probably was with a client. Okay, so I went to voicemail. Because, you know, I don't get to get to my phone a lot, but I think we live in a world where people generally, I mean, it's this way in the States. It might be that way in other countries, but we get so much spam calls and telemarketing calls that I don't know that people necessarily answer their phones anymore. And people are busy. They're on the train. They're in the, you know, whatever it is. So I think that we stand a better chance of getting a voicemail, leaving a voicemail, but it doesn't matter. I get to hear your voice. And okay. And I'll give you another example. I just recently had to get a new service. I called two different companies. I got both of their voicemails. The first one, the voicemail sounded like, Hey, this is John. I'm really busy today. I've got a lot of clients. I'm probably not going to be able to get back to you till four leave me a message, but I'll, I'll give you a call. And I was like, okay, called the next one. And the person was like, 
hey, it's Christina. And it doesn't have anything to do with male, female. It wasn't anything like that. It was literally what I heard in their voice. I heard in his voice and his words, I'm too busy for you. I heard in her voice, listen, I'm really excited to have a conversation with you. I'm probably helping somebody else right now, but I'm going to give you a call back as soon as I can. Guess who got my business? Christina, for sure. Christina. He could have had my business. He was the first one I called. And yes, words played into it, but tone 100% played into it. Because I don't want to hire somebody that I'm going to be a burden to. When I need him, he's not available. I'm irritating him. I want somebody who's going to make me feel beyond a number. Yeah, I love that. And I think, and I don't know, you tell me, but I feel like with photography, that is so personal. Yeah, it is 100%. I want to know you're my person, right? Yeah, we want that connection. Those connections are what leads to the better photography session, the better experience, and then the bigger sale. And the referrals. And I'm all about the referrals. That's what the voice experience is all about. If somebody comes to work with you as a photographer, that experience is so rich that you're going to photograph me and my family or me and my company or me and my team or me and every pet I ever have for the rest of my life. And I'm going to tell all my friends about you too. So listening to what you've shared so far, I'm thinking, are we crazy if we don't have a video message of us talking to camera on our website, on our socials? Like, should we be using our voice in that way? 100%. 10 years ago, I would have said, you really need to be on video. Five years ago, I would have said, I'm not kidding. I know I've said it before, but we've really got to find a way to get you audible or visible. Now I will tell you, your game's over if I can't hear your voice and see who you are. And that's just a data thing. It is actually the millennials that are responsible for the data that I see that says authenticity and connection. The millennials did a study on visuals. I know your people will appreciate this. And they said, we're tired of seeing the beautiful stuff. We want to see something real. And that moved over to voice and see my generation. We all had the Walter Cronkite. NBC News voice. It was this broadcast voice. And they said, no, we don't want that. We want to know who you are. Well, your identity is revealed in first and foremost, your, your voice, but then in your surroundings, I can tell a lot about who you are when I look at you and when I see your space and it's crucial that we're doing video or doing podcast interviews or doing Instagram reels. And I know a lot of people hate it. I know a lot of people don't want to do it. I've mentioned to you, I have a dog and I've worked with a lot of dog trainers and every one of them is like, I like working with dogs, but you still need a video on your website, dog trainer. And I think it's the same. I want to go, yeah, that's my person. And on a subconscious level, I am seeking sounds like instantly when I met you, you had my sounds. I would hire you in a second, except we're in different countries. If I ever come over there, I'll hire you in a second because there's a certain type of person that I know I'm going to do my best work with. And with photography, a lot of people don't like to have their photo taken. So I'm going to want somebody that I know is going to put me at ease. That's in your voice. If I never get to hear that, I don't know. 
I don't know you're my person. And so I may go to another person or maybe I need somebody who's going to tell me very militaristically exactly what I need to do. Maybe that's the sound I'm seeking. And all of that's going down subconsciously. Wow. So what about this thing that we get told that, and I think it happens naturally, certainly to a lot of photographers. I know I do it and I get in trouble for this from my wife, Linda, when we start to emulate the prospective client or the client, we start using their language and, you know, we start mirroring them, not only their actions, but Mm -hmm. also their sounds and the words they're using, their vocabulary. Good idea or bad idea? You've probably figured out by now I go against the grain of everything (laughs) we normally are taught. And I don't agree with vocal matching. And the reason is authenticity. Sorry, Tracy, when you say vocal matching, do you mean the sound my voice is making or do you mean the vocabulary and the words I'm using? Could be both. It could be both. If it's not who I really am, there can be a disconnect because it's not who I really am. Let's say, well, we've already had this example. I'm real high energy. I'm actually very dramatic if you hadn't figured that out, but this is who I am. Well, Let's say you're very quiet, very reserved, and I come in and I start talking to you like this. I'm going to be quiet and reserved too. You can tell that's not who I am. Mm -hmm. Now, I may go, oh, I'm a little much. I'm going to turn the dial down on me a little bit, but I'm not changing who I am. I'm not going to match you all the way if that's not who I am. I think the same thing can happen with words. There's a a video on TikTok, and I wouldn't even know where to send anybody, but it is a man that comes into a coffee shop and the girl that is serving him has a very affected voice and very affected words. And he starts to mimic her. And she's just horrified that he mimics her. And she's like, why are you talking like that? And he goes, why are you talking like that? I mean, absolutely mimicking her. So I think that there's a lot more danger than matching. I think the original theory was, let me put you at ease. But what I believe is I want to lead with that as a part of who I am. Meaning, I want everybody to have three things that the minute they meet you, I know it. And I lead with, I want you to feel like you've known me your whole life. From the second you say hi to me, you see me on the screen. I want you to feel like you've known me your whole life. If I choose that over, well, let me copy what he's doing. That's a better choice because that's authentically who I am. And I'm creating the experience I want you to have. When you come to my space, I want you to feel like you've known me your whole life. Right. So with your example, you know, in the coffee shop, I've got a good friend of mine, Richard, and if we travel overseas, you know, and it could be to the States or to Japan or wherever it is, he, and I'm sure it's subconscious, but he takes on their accent, like, and, but still speaks English, but it's, it sounds like he's making fun of them, but he can't help it. It's because everything becomes audible. I was a dialect teacher in the very early years of my career. I taught actors. I worked with actors and I taught them dialects and business people back then hired me to take their dialects away. We don't do that anymore, but 30 years ago we did. 
And I thought I was fascinated with it. I thought, why do the Irish sound Irish and I sound Texan? I want to sound Irish. And I couldn't understand it. But the way that I taught dialects was very different. Most dialect training is done through, let's say it again, like you say something in Australian in a, a dialect. And if I listen to it long enough, then I can mimic it. So everything that comes in the ears, we have the potential to mimic. This is what psychology of the voice was born out of. Everything that comes into the ears determines what we're going to do vocally. Now, I taught dialect through placement, something I call placement, which helped me to understand its sense of belonging. The subconscious has a seeking sense of belonging, but everything is coming into the ears. And that's very common for people to, I come to Australia and all of a sudden I have this really bad Australian accent, but it's coming into my ears. So that is me. But it's, again, not not who you really are. Right. So if you feel yourself doing that, like in a business situation, you have to turn that off. Yes. Right. In, in my research, in my work, I say yes, because I want to know who you are. I want to know the real you, not the real you with the sort of Texas accent or the sort of lower vocal energy, if that's not who you really are. And here's another danger in this matching Let's say I don't know that I have a lot of filler word because that's usually the case. People don't realize that they're saying like, you know, maybe sort of like, you know, and let's say you give that back to me. I'm going to go, does he even know what he's talking about? Is he really an expert? So there's a lot of danger in it. I think we're better off putting people at ease by showing them authentically who we are. I like that. I heard you say on another podcast when I was preparing for this that we should control the conversation, not the outcome. What did you mean by that? So we are, again, against the grain of what we're taught. We're taught to believe we can control the outcome. Because that's what we're looking to do. As If, it's, if I'm interviewing a prospective client, I'm looking to control the outcome. I want them to book me. Right. Or if I'm in a sales session, I want them to buy the big piece of wall art. I'm looking to affect the outcome. Yes. So cut me off if you want, but I'm going to, if you, if I get down a rabbit hole, because I get really excited about this because we are taught to believe that if, if I say it right, if I do it right, if I can get over there in that outcome, I can get you to like me. I can get you to buy from me. I can get you to book me. And what happens first and foremost is you are mentally there, meaning the outcome. You're in the sale. I don't know where that is. So you're there. I'm here. We've missed the first opportunity to connect. Outcome-driven people will do this as well. They're already in the solution. They're already fixing the problem. They're I don't even know where that is. So it's like you slip out of my hands. Where I like people to work from is act as if the outcome's yours. And it doesn't mean you're going to be an actor. You can be an actor if you want to. This is the biggest financial game changer I give my people right here, what we're talking about. Because if I'm in the outcome and I'm trying to get you to the outcome and I'm controlling the outcome, I am in the future. Our voice will not work in the past or the future. So you're in the outcome 
thinking that you're doing one thing, but really they're hearing banana, 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 banana. So they're not having an experience. I want people to control the conversation by the way they make people feel. I want to inspire you to work with me. I want to empower you to make the right decision. I want to confidently believe that my work is really good and that I can really change your life. And I can only create that when I'm right here with you in the conversation. When we get into an outcome, we can go to a really bad place of foreshadowing what we think we see. We're also taught to read the room, which I disagree with. So I can look at you and I can go, oh, he doesn't want to work with me. He doesn't. I don't. Oh, I can't give him this price. He's going to think this is way too much. He's not going to want to pay this kind of money. And you know where that's going to come out? In your voice. And you're going to foreshadow exactly what you don't want. And they're going to give it to you. And this was a huge research study I did. And I ultimately moved it into the sales space. And every single time when my people were leading with, I've got to get them to the outcome. I've got to get the numbers. I see the spreadsheet. I see the deal. I got to make this happen. It ended up not working or they had to work twice as hard than if they just got in the conversation. So what do you mean by like, ultimately I have to get to that sale or that booking How do I stay in the conversation to get them to take the conversation there? Or do I still have to lead them there? Premium members of Photobiz Exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest. Tracy, you've been amazing. I mean, I know I alluded to the fact that you do teach this stuff. Is it one-on-one coaching? Is it group coaching? Is it online courses? How do people learn more about utilizing their voice more effectively? I do all of the above. I do one-on-one coaching. I do have a small group program that is mostly geared towards sales and influence and persuasion, but in relation to voice. And then I have a number of digital courses, but you can find me at captivatetheroom.com. That's where I am on social media and that's my website and that's where you can find everything about me fantastic i'm going to link to all those because i had a quick look i can see you're on facebook instagram tiktok linkedin like we can find you everywhere which is amazing and we see you and your face and hear the way you're talking as well massive thanks for coming on for sharing everything you have it's been a real pleasure thank you so much for having me i loved the conversation I hope you enjoyed that interview with Tracy as much as I did. Tracy, if you are listening, again, thank you so much for coming on, for sharing everything you did. I was learning so much as you went along. So again, I'm sure the listener did too. Massive thanks for coming on and sharing what you have. For you, the listener, I do hope I'm right in saying there were a ton of takeaways. I'd love to hear your feedback. Was it helpful to you what Tracy shared? Did she turn the light on? in regards to some of the topics that she shared. Is there anything that she did share that you're going to implement into your own business? If you are a premium member, let me know inside the members Facebook group. I'm sure Tracy would love to read your comments there too. I'll be adding her into the group if you do have any follow-up questions or if you just want to say thanks for coming on. Now, if you also want to learn more from Tracy, I've got links to anything and everything that she shared in the show notes for today's episode. They are at photobizx.com forward slash 542. 
Alrighty, that is just about going to wrap up this episode of the podcast. Linda is returning home from Perth tomorrow, so I probably have to do some tidying around the house. I know that whatever I do, it will not be good enough. She'll say, yes, it looks tidy, but it's not clean. And uh, <laughs> so I don't know why I'll bother, but uh, I will do my best today. I'll go and do some shopping as well and make sure the, the cupboards and the fridge is full because I've um, been a typical male and just... Uh, eaten what was available (laughs) without going to the shops while she's been away but I can tell you I'm not one of those I'm not one of those husbands that has their wives cook a series of meals for the week while she's away freezes them and I just have to defrost them I'm not that bad I do cook my own dinners I make my own meals but I've got to say I get a little bit creative spend less time at the shops and just make do with what I can find in the cupboards and fridge Uh, I don't know if that's the same as you Probably not if you're a woman and listening. And here I am now second-guessing myself for the fact that I just stereotyped women. I thought, oh, my God, am I going to cop flack for that? <laughs> I, mean, uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. If I offended you, that wasn't my intention. Uh, if, if I'm, look, I am just like my, my buddies, my mates, and uh, I can tell you we're, we're all pretty similar, us guys. Maybe it's just my circle of friends, but I'm pretty sure we would rather spend a little bit more time uh, on the golf course, cycling, or sitting on the couch, as opposed to going food shopping, unless unless there was absolutely nothing left in the house to eat. Anyway, I am getting way off topic. I hope, I hope wherever you are in the world, you have a fantastic week ahead. Big thanks again to Tracy for coming on, sharing what she did. Make sure you go and check out the Black Friday sales if it's not too late, photobizx.com forward slash Black Friday. And please, please, please do not take offense to my ramblings at the end of today's episode. That was not my intention. All right, have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. enjoyed this episode head to photobizx.com join the conversation leave a comment and share your thoughts on the interview with andrew and today's special guest